welcome back to Last Night Recap, the show that takes the Americas and the Apalegia chats and recaps them in a serious but not way. I'm your host, Martin Kutz, and I'm joined as ever by my friends and colleagues. Let's start with Mr. Johan Anderson. Hello, Johan. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a long time since the four of us have actually sat down and had a conversation. Yeah, definitely. And we had midsummer here in Viking um, area, um, which was really good. So good. literally, uh, you're singing because you have to sing to get to drink uh, schnapps. Okay. And the more you drink a schnapps, the more you want to sing. So it's a vicious circle. But for 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 every other country, if you want to invade Sweden. Just invade on midsummer. That's yeah, I was going to say twenty first of June is the time to do it. Yeah, exactly. Nice, nice. And did you have a good midsummer? Were you were you out of action for many days afterwards? Or no, I wasn't actually because when I I arrived at my brother's place, he was really the one to, you know, do it. Was, so yeah, was I, he already? Taking, yeah, yeah. I was taking a back seat of. From him. He, he was splendid, I must say. Excellent. That's what we like <laughs> to hear. And Matt, you and I know something about having a few drinks and having a good time in that kind of regard. How are you, sir? I'm very good. Thank you very much. Good. Now, I think, you know, we're about to do everyone's favourite section, hashtag start. I think we should add in uh, a new section, which is, you know, where are you? Ah. Well, there's no there's no point trying to guess no because i'm not as i'm not as flamboyant as we are not so, in newport no, I, who is who I'm, is i'm not in newport no uh i am i'm actually um in the sunny island of mallorca Ooh. at a um edula 19 conference nice uh, where i've been presenting actually presenting on some work i did over in sweden oh nice johan so some work on professional learning oh. with some of your fantastic educators. i thought you would said like uh uh, horns on the helmets. Okay. No. No. That's not um, true, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I so is your... Is... To my son's annoyance, when I told him that the Vikings did not have uh, horns on the helmets, he still thinks I'm lying. To him, yeah, so. definitely. <laughs> so is this a... Um, are, are you melting in the um, European European heat wave that's going on just now, or are you... Am I melting? Yeah. No, I I just go a a very brown color. Nice. Uh, oh, so, you're yeah, one of those. It has been it has been warm. I am one of those. But interestingly enough, Johan, um, my heritage says I am from um, Sweden. Of course, so. you all are in British <laughs> islands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, think, or, I think most people in Britain can chase their heritage. Because actually, at some point. You, you got invaded by the Vikings first, and yeah. then the Normans. And then you left, and then left, literally, and left my ancestors behind. So literally, it was French people that were invaded by Vikings that also came over the Normans. That's why it's called Normans. That's true. So it's like yes. doubly Swedish or Scandinavian. I don't know if that's a good thing, though. I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of leave that for better people than us to, to determine. And we have a better last bit decide that. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure there is. And last but not least, he's just come off probably one of the busiest weeks that I think any educator can be through. Be through. Uh, Mr. Kirk Kleinen. Hey. hey, Kirk. Hey, guys. 
It's good to hear your voice again. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. yeah it's, you know, yes, it may be two weeks since we've last released uh, episode 20 of the, of the show, but it's actually close to three weeks that we've all spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, te- we, we text each other and we keep in touch that way, but it's, it's nice to hear everyone's voice again. Um, and I'm sure the question on everyone's uh, lips, Kurt, is where are you? Well, I'll give you a tip before you start guessing. It is a place yeah. that the Swedes have invaded. Um, oh. So that's Newport. like <laughs> <laughs> it's not an island. Mm. Uh, There's so many places, man. Uh, but actually, the the flag of the of this uh, of this city um, is light has light blue and yellow in it because of the Swedes being here first. Nice. Could I, if I needed to sign something, could I put down my John Hancock in this city? Uh, um, not over, well, he's been here, um, but I think that the Hancock building is more Chicago and I'm, I'm, I'm not in Chicago. Uh, Minnesota. Nope. And then Matt. Uh, Philadelphia. Exactly. I stayed a little longer after his Oh, cool. Nice. Purely because, you can purely because I know my flags of... Uh, oh, I think so. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hello, I'm Dr. Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he just to he used why, to play a lot of Why FIFA, do you do why. it? Because I can. <laughs> nice. So, Kurt, seeing as, you know, it's it's been Pride Week and we're all about all forms of love and brotherly love. Mm-hmm. Can you let us know in the city of Philadelphia what is happening this week? So this and also week, on this this chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the EMEA chat, um, which you hosted together uh, with Miriam Walsh, and that was everyone can showcase. Um, and then um, I wanted to take you all through the journey of ISTE 2019, which landed in Philadelphia, um, and some of the highlights that happened over there. Yeah, we're actually going to break this up over a couple of episodes, aren't we, Kurt, just because there was so much going on? Oh, yeah, it's like it would be a two-hour episode just to walk you through uh, uh, part of it. So um, this time I want to focus on on the different formats that were there and um, what Apple was doing at, at ISTE 2019. And then next week, uh, I want to focus on what Apple distinguished educators were doing on their playground and taking the Everyone Can Create curriculum out on the streets on a creative food tour walk. Oh, excellent. Uh, it's, going to be a, it's going to be a jam-packed couple of episodes, but it's going to be fun. And also, I know everyone likes the um, Where's Kurt, but I think the, the favorite topic that everyone knows, and it's because he's so talented with it, Christmas album is coming. Have you got a jingle ready, Matt? <laughs> I have got a jingle ready. Well, without I've been inspired by the summer. He's got a summer hit. He's got a summer hit in his fingers. I mean, I I, I can't say how excited I am. One scoop of ice cream. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. Tonight, I'm I'm really hitting the Toblerone. um, Do you say it like that? Toblerone? Yeah, ice cream. You can do if you like. We do now. Yeah, nice. the Swiss, we do. The Swiss <laughs> ice cream, the Swiss chocolate ice cream is on tonight. Can I just say about Toblerone? I was really surprised that when I saw the Alps, that they weren't all lined up one behind each other. Toblerone just ruined me for years. That you know, Toblerone. What are you saying? 
But I'm, I'm saying that they're Total not. Meant to... No, apparently not. They're all kind of... What? I know. Total oh, let's straight on. Line. Uh, Come on. Let's move to the next bit. <laughs> session. This last chapter, I, myself, and Miriam Walsh. Um, and Miriam and I have taken the time to put together a, a tweet that's got all of the adverts and everything um, all kind of summarised. And pretty impressively, 36 topics, 59 hosts, literally thousands of tweets, stories, shared. and, you know, this show, the four of us sitting here and making fun about ice cream and noodles. <laughs> the people on both EMEA and the Americas who dedicate their time to this. Um, those chances are going to return in uh, August, September time when the new session. Tell you now, we got um, every week between September and Christmas filled already. The amount of people that have. Um, Post the chat board has just been, in, you know. I think, uh, yeah, I think I, I speak for us all and say thank you for your time. And you know, we've got people here on this show who have, been, and it's certainly, it's certainly quite humbling to see how many educators are willing to give up their their and their own time to host a chat like this. Do you have a little overview already of how many people have signed up for uh, for the new season? A, l a little I preview. I can, yeah, I can go into that right now. So it's uh, keep a, keep a all of the hosts. We've got a lot of the uh, new uh, twenty. We've got um, we've got some, and I'm just filling it. Like open it. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> while I while I, like, you know, video. So I have uh, 20, 22, oh, come on. So we have 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. We've got about 30 hosts. This is awesome. This is like I know. numeracy with Martin. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> no, we've got... We have uh, 20, 28 hosts lined up already. Wow. Um, oh, that means that we can keep talking um, too, because without yeah. any of those hosts. Great. That's it. Season two wouldn't exist. So, yeah, we've got three in September, five in October, four in September, four in November, um, and two in December. So, we've got September, October, November, and December, and a waiting list, believe it or not. So, yeah. But that's me. I'm done. I'm not going to talk anymore. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone. Um, thank you to everyone who's listened to this show. And we're going to go into something quite fun now. So, Kurt, I'm going to hand it over to you to talk about ISTE 2019. All right, guys. Um, back to our last night recap and this time we're not recapping something that happened last night but something that happened throughout the week um isti landed in philadelphia it's a traveling um conference um, focused on uh, learning and the use of technology in learning and um landing in philadelphia made it easy for me because it was just down the street um 
And for people who don't know ISTE, um, and, and I hear the comparison a lot of times between BET, um, where BET for me is focused mainly on the vendors, and it's, it's one big vendor fair. Um, the vendor floor is pretty big because it's happening in the U.S. here, but the biggest focus at ISTE is the learning. And, and it's got over 20,000 teachers who are coming. And this year, a lot of people from all over the world joined, um, making it a learning fest with some of my uh, European friends who came over. And, and we did some unconference learning too, going to baseball games and all of that. Um, but I wanted to take you through things that were happening because Apple was at ISTE too, and they did something pretty spectacular. Um, not giving sit and get, which uh, a lot of people seem to expect from um, conferences. Um, and we had a good topic about that. Um, as you know, like we all keep pushing towards different formats for learning. Um, yeah. And yet what we see is that when people plan a conference like this, um, they look for workshop to workshop or a presentation. So although there is a different format from panels to playgrounds, um, to walks outside. Um, it was, was interesting for me to see that um, we are creatures of habit and um, we, we want to sit and get, um, although we try to break through that different model. But I have a fear of that, actually. Tell me. I'm interested about that. Yeah, because still the people that have been successful teachers mm -hmm. actually need to go to university and they actually succeed in the system that we already got. So that's what they used to. That's what they're yeah. um, applied to. They, they have been very successful in that system. Mm -hmm. So I, I think there's a, even though a lot of these people that go to these conferences, yeah. they are really open and pro new learning. Mm -hmm. uh, this is where they have succeeded. And that's the resistance within the system, uh, per I, se. I, I do, I do hugely agree. And I'm, I'm obviously, I'm at a conference as well this this week, and it's been largely sit and listen, apart from yeah. one stream of interactive sessions. And I went to every single interactive session because, although I may have succeeded, uh, as you just said, Johan, in terms of education, you know, sit and listen, yeah. and all of that. It's not my best way, and I would say since I've changed how I learn, because I've, there are new opportunities through chatting with you guys or, or whatever it might be, interactive playgrounds, yeah. I feel I've developed more than I ever did from school. So I do agree. I put that out. I put that out to people to say just because it works for you when you're in school doesn't mean it's the best way for you. It just means you could be even better. So. Um, yeah, but the problem is that they were really successful at that time, and that's what they fall back yeah. on. So yeah. they really have to reassess, redo, something needs to happen for them in their lives. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, that's just a parenthesis, or yeah. what do you say? Yeah. Sorry, no, 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 no. Um, I just wanted uh, to add that because I think it's important that people reflect on that. Yeah, where it's coming from. And, and you know that we okay. keep pushing that. And, and that's what was nice. So I'll give you a little bit of the history on what Apple did. Um, they weren't on, at ISTE for a few, until a few years ago. Um, they came back. Um, this was their third time that they were at an ISTE. And normally, um, 
the the Apple room is crowded, uh, meaning you would have to get in line early to get your ticket to get in line. So it's it's almost yep. like announcing okay. a new product and, and getting into a store. Yeah, yeah. So um, they tried to change that around this time where they wanted to give you a 20 to 30 minute experience in the pop-up classrooms, what they called it. That was one of their activities. And they themed it into a space theme. So um, as you were... Nice. Um, you were still in line, but the lines went pretty quick this time um, because they had the system down. And then um, as you started to approach the door, you would get an iPad and a pencil and that would be scanned throughout your QR code. So they knew exactly who had what um, product. And mm-hmm. then, um, of course, for the, for the more tech people, um, that was all managed with an MDM um, in the background so they could monitor, it, uh, monitor that. And then you came in and you were greeted um, by someone sit down in a little atrium. So they thought about um, the spacing. That was the only sit and get that you would have is you had to get that iPad into classroom and then um, you got access to a workbook. Um, So you got a little bit of a journal and and that workbook, although you might not have been to ISTE um, for various reasons, is available in the Apple Teacher Learning Center right now. So you could recreate um, what happened over there um, in your school right now or at back to school. If your professional learning is starting, you can use it over there or with the kids in the classroom. Um, I had the privilege of walking by the room while they were setting it up. So I saw the space theme um, come to life because um, mm-hmm. I think it was, uh, Martin, you might know this better than I, um, it's it's a, a leopard or a snow leopard background um, with that space or, or yeah, even wrong. No, it's it's um, the background is I think it might be a wee bit earlier because snow leopard. If memory, I'll I'll double check, um, but keep going. Yeah. Um, so while we were, we're looking for that, this, the the theme was space. So guys, you would, must imagine you come in, you you join that classroom, you get the book, and then they ask you to set a 20-minute timer, and after 30 minutes, um, your iPad screen gets locked. So that's your cue to start moving out of the classroom. And then there were several um, activities, um, which I will walk you through. So the first one you would see was on, on the right was all about coding. And um, with the coding one, I, I, maybe I wanted to know how, how good you guys are in coding um, and see what would you do around a space theme um, from a coding point of view, before I tell you what was happening over there, um, anyone want to give a give it a go? Yeah, I think the obvious one is is the solar system, isn't it? Get get potentially using spheros or something to do some uh, orbits of of the sun. I'm not saying it's something I would be able to do because uh, no, I like your thinking. It probably takes it probably takes Martin level kind of knowledge to do it, but. You know, the, I can see how that would engage learners to think about. It's a good, yeah, it's and... a good task to do. Um, it's definitely a good task to do. The one that I would do though is kind of a, like an astronaut rescue mission. Um, it's maybe like the the surface of Mars or surface of the Moon. Uh, the pupils or the students have to navigate a course to either collect fuel or collect their astronaut and bring them back to base. Yeah, that's that's one that I would do. Great. Um, the one we did was was very similar. Um, like it was launching like a satellite and then looking at the orbits, um, playing around with variables, and and that entry level 
um, coding, um, and then there was more um, to take it further. Um, and then they would ask you to screen record or save it uh, directly from Swift Playgrounds and then add it to your book so that by the end you leave the room, um, hopefully you would have done two to three of the six stations that were in the room. Um, it's, going a take away. It's, a, it's a good thing to take away and reflect upon. Um, well, what's sorry. nice is that they, um, they've created it all in pages now. So... Um, it's showing the power of, of a text editor where it's um, you can use dictation to do your uh, um, little scribble notes. Um, you're capturing video and you're capturing images that go in in the placeholders um, and use your pencil to make little additional drawings and, and notes if you wanted to do that. So um, I think it's it's good use and not just use of the tool to highlight, highlight the tool um, that I've seen in the room. Definitely, uh, it's kind of showing the power of pages as a journaling tool. Um, it's it's really, I, I think you know, Matt, you're you've been the same with pages, haven't you? About um, sort of taking the the that multimedia, that multi format um, basis that you can use with pages, whether you're adding in images, sounds, text, um, video, the fact that pages can encompass all of that makes it a, a wonderful reflection tool for students. Yeah, we've 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 used it in uni now for a, a few years to highlight sort of science, scientific journaling, for exactly what you just said. Then, Kurt, it's that ability to to actually just capture what's happening in the classroom when you're in in the in the mode of learning, as opposed to we're going to make a book about our learning. Yeah. It's it's actually this is a this is a tool to help you capture what you're doing right now. Yeah. It's not the process of making a book. That's that's irrelevant. It's you're doing something that's practical so use the camera and there's just push the plus there to to film what you're doing don't worry too much about the process and and having that scaffolded in a book i'm just having a look through the workbook now mm -hmm. and it's it's just so you can just see how it's the access for all learners in this way because it's just simple mm -hmm. just straightforward so uh, the, yeah. the, it's a tiny detail that i saw them uh, do but they used the uh, table of contents um, to navigate you. So while you were at the station, all you had to do was tap on that little table of content button and then yeah. go to... Select the station. Um, yeah, exactly. Select the station and then put That's your cool. work on like page 17, for instance, um, by using yeah. that placeholder. So they made it so easy that you could focus on the learning and instead of um, having to deep dive into pages and thinking on how, yeah. how to make this thing. Um, yeah. it's, it's basic uh, entry. Um, and that leads me to the, the photo station that came up next um, with, with the title Moments in Motion. Um, anyone, Johan, you want to give it a guess what that was all about? Because I think that's, that's very close to um, things that you would love to do um, from a science point of view. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what do you say in English? Trajectory? Or what do you say? Yeah, trajectory. Like, yeah. 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 Oh, thank you. Uh, like a just to see how far you can get a football going or a projectile or anything yeah. like that. Is yeah. that close to what you're um, saying? It was, it was a bit about gravity. Um, so, Oh, that's cool. And, well. and looking yeah. at so things in motion and then... A feather. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like a feather resistance or a vacuum, things like that, that you really want to do. Yeah, in, in this case, um, they, had a, um, they had an apple on the table. Hence, oh, hence the room, oh, and course. then do gravity. Um, 
but talk about simple things that you would do in the classroom is um, you would stand in front of the wall and throw the apple up. And then they used Photoburst um, for you to select that right image that you say, okay, this represents um, gravity. So you would mm -hmm. have the apple oh, nice. in motion. That's where okay. that in motion comes from. Mm -hmm. And then go into photos and markup to write a few things around it. Um, maybe about gravity or, or something you learned, um, something you wanted to highlight using, uh, using that. And that was the, the photos activity. Oh, that's, that's nice. nice. So I used I, I used to do like a volleyball um, exercise when you when you just push a volleyball towards each other, like two mm -hmm. people, mm -hmm. and then you film it. So you get like angles, gravity, everything. So you get all the forces as well as math. So you know, like if you have this angle, this is what happens to the gravity at that point cool. because you don't have enough force. So that's a quite advanced uh, level of question that you can do mm -hmm. and it's just to filming two people just doing volleyball to each other uh, which is really interesting and then they have to it's like if i have this angle this is what the gravity is going to do and this is what the force is going to be like and and things like that so you can actually do a very advanced physics mathematic um what do you say um uh, question yeah uh, yeah like deep the deeper learning that. in it exactly yeah, it's that, quite that. a lot of deeper learning in that and yeah go ahead yeah, that reminds me of the uh the session we did what five years ago now at the summit in london <laughs> i think um, someone was on a trampoline yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jumping up and down yeah, yeah. and that, that's the same thing johan we you know we're teaching yeah. about gravitational forces and yeah. elastic forces and all of that but actually it was just someone jumping up on a trampoline but using the the camera to record it and i think now but with how how the tools have developed how much more you could have done with that session than what we than what we were able to do five years ago um with with how you know things have progressed with markup and everything now yeah and i love the cross curriculum thing yeah within the question because that answers a lot of real life questions yeah. yeah what's nice about this sharing guys is that that's exactly what um what the intention was of this pop-up classroom is that you get inspired by it and then afterwards you would go on twitter and share your lesson ideas and and even if you do that um you can go to a form that's in the apple uh, teacher learning center and then nominate your tweet to be featured in the apple teacher learning center to be an example i saw that so, yeah um so try to get the ideas out and, and anyone who's listening, if you get inspired by this, go have a look at the Apple Teacher Learning Center, download the book, play with the activity, um, post your own. Because I see how green screen got this new hype since, it, since the update in, a, in iMovie. It's still going. People are taking Lego bricks or drinking a can right from, from their uh, TV screen. Um, yeah. So cool. Yeah. So everyone's going crazy on it. Hashtag. Um, and, and that's been a, a beauty to see. And same thing with this is that your tweet could be nominated and featured in that community. But that's the thing about in-house apps using that thing. So you don't need that extra app. I that's love that it. actually. Yeah, and uh, I saw that actually, Marcin, that you tweeted about that. But I'm, I'm really behind you on that one. 
I love in-house apps doing the the shit that we need them to do. That's um, it. Well, this is this is sorry, the thing. I mean, sorry, maybe the bleep. sorry for my friends. Yeah, the bleep. But I may have to podcast when you're allowed. Yeah. I'll put an explicit tag on this yeah. episode. But yeah, I mean it's. But absolutely. I mean, it's. I, you guys all know how much I like, you know, out of the box apps and apps that allow that allow you the the opportunity to focus on the learning. You know, we've yeah. all had conversations where we've been working with schools, we've been working with teachers, and they ask that inevitable question: Is there an app for dot dot dot? And our response is always the same: the app is irrelevant. You are the person who delivers the knowledge. You don't need an app to deliver content. You need an app that enables creativity or enables approaches to learning that make sense for pupils in a way that they haven't had before and if you can focus on it's it's part of the reason that i think you know chromebooks were are so appealing to a lot of people is because they they do everything you need right out of the box you don't need to you know apart from some behind the scenes and and um some behind the scenes set up with accounts and uh, etc the the chromebook is ready to go the minute you switch it on and it's got to the stage now with iMovie and uh, we we haven't spoken about the the new updates to keynote pages and numbers yet but but the the conversation around what app do you need that conversation is is you know that's five years ago the conversation now is the this is the learning that can take place in your schools using just apps that are already installed in your device. But we need to put the disclaimer here, I think, because we as a group embrace new ideas and new startups and new beautiful things that's happening of small groups of people, intelligent people that are really trying to push their apps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. We're all, uh, definitely. But we're also thinking of the people, the students, and all the money, the taxpayers that has to really fund fund all of this. But I think yeah. so. So there's a there's a balance between that. But, but I think and, Johan, and, and, we'd, we'd also all agree that what we're saying is, if if you're new to this, if, if t- uptake of technology is new to you, don't don't look for all of the apps in the world get comfortable with that exactly and understand i, I the agree process. i just wanted to say that because when, we're not yeah, when you want to, when you when you see a new app you'll you'll have kind of developed that notion of what's the purpose of the app and the whole kind of you know research background thought process into why would i use this app because you you understand the out of the box benefits that it's not about the app it's about what oh. you do with it so oh, you I'm... then look for apps that can maybe give you something that you can't do already. So Exactly. Yeah. I, I do agree. So I, I'm sorry if that was a misperception no, no, no. of no, what I was saying. On. I, I just, just needed to sort of build that. on what you were saying. Yeah, okay. Cheers. Talk, Cheers. Talking so, about yeah. that, um, though, like um, building apps and all of that, I do want to highlight the one app that wasn't a, a building app, but it is a free app. Um, and there was the augmented reality app AR Maker, and and I think if you want to check oh, out what Paul Hamilton nice. is doing with it, um, the good thing was that these guys are from New York, and they were at ISTE the whole week, um, so uh, we got a chance to to catch up um, and and give them some feedback and get a little glimpse of what's coming, um, and they just did some some of the um, updates already. Um, in the room, you were building a virtual world. 
And what you have to had to do was there was a, a space um, platform on the table, um, and then you had to put the Earth in it, and then um, go to that animation uh, that they just built in with an update mm-hmm. and make it spin. And then um, you had to go and lift the moon up and make it rotate around the Earth while the Earth was spinning. So kind of get that feeling um, to use augmented reality from a creation point of view and not a consuming point of view. And then shoot yeah. some video and, again, put it in your learner guide. Sorry, Mark. Nice. Sure. Very nice. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's absolutely awesome. I mean, AR Maker is... AR Maker is such a powerful app and it's so easy to, it's actually so easy to use. Um, it should be a, 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 an app that's on a lot of devices. Um, and it, what, what's quite good about it is it, it seems to react to changes that are happening with AR kit behind the scenes. So we've already spoke about WWDC on, on past episodes, but one of the things about WWDC was the shared AR experiences um, where pupils can stand or just users can stand with, uh, you know, so say the four of us were in a room together, we could all stand with an iPad and point at a scene, but all experience it from our own perspective, but be sharing the experience. And ARKit have already said that, or AR Maker, sorry, have already said that they're going to they're going to have that ready in a future update. So the, the opportunities for collaborative learning within augmented reality are going to be so much easier to use out of the box yeah, and again like uh, working with the native apps because what i've seen happening on twitter and what i've experiment, uh, experimented myself with is create some shapes or something a drawing whatever in keynote mm-hmm. have that transparent background and then export them as pngs into your photo library yep. bring them in into a ar maker and then you could create your own world um anywhere with the augmented reality and then hopefully that um collaborative part comes really really soon um with that release of ios 13 i think that's the really interesting bit kurt that you said there is is again you know you could just pick up ar maker and it's something that's a bit gimmicky in the classroom and i think we've seen sort of ar stuff in the past you know years and years ago and it's been a bit okay but where's the real learning with that and i think this marries that creative aspect Mm -hmm. um to to do something which can take you further and again i'm going to call out Paul Hamilton you've already mentioned him yeah, once. Yeah. I think he's really pushing the boundaries of of what you can do with this and, and really thinking about this as a as an educator and not kind of as a as a showman at the front of the class because yes we all know you could do something with AR and the kids would love it and for an hour they'd be engrossed but where was the real exactly. learning and I think what Paul's doing is really taking it to that learning level yeah and saying look, this this is going to engage and infuse and and develop thought processes um, and, and he's he's just great at sharing it all. So yeah, and he's doing it again and again and again. So it's not yeah. He has great ideas coming all the time, which yeah. I like. Yeah. But Martin, please yeah. don't. I mean, the idea of getting us all in one room. I don't know what <laughs> what would happen to the world. It would implode. Well, getting us all in the room, we might we might be uh, we might be able to collaborate on on a jingle for Matt. Um, before we go to and those jingles, let me let me. No, no, no. Take we can't that, take uh, that away no. from him because he's he's special. I'm saying he we could just lay down a bass. We could just lay, and, and he could start singing. Something. There you go. I don't know. 
<laughs> so, Kurt, what was one more kind of, uh, I, I think maybe a good segue, was it a good musical feature within uh, yeah. the pop-up classroom? Was it a good music focus? Yeah, so I wanted to highlight the music one because a lot of times um, people think that they need to be able to play an instrument um, or have some kind of like relationship with music in that way and i think the relationship we have is that we listen to podcasts we listen to music the whole time um max mm-hmm. <coughs> so <laughs> i was gonna say i, I think i've proven that we don't need to have any well i think if you go back to episode one and listen to where you are now you you will see the progression in it or you would see for definite that you don't <laughs> wow Thanks, Mark. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's a different coaching style. That's, a... <laughs> yeah. But um, what I liked about it is that this came from a. There was a pre-recorded interview, and um, you would had had to change one of the tracks to um, kind of like an alien um, voice, um, and then um, add some of the uh, built-in Apple loops to to give that space alien kind of feeling. So, mm-hmm. using what's what's there already. Um, everyone can can create their voice, um, even like using accessibility features um, where you could use the built-in voices um, to, to add your voice if, if for some reason um, you can't speak. Um, so I really liked it from that point of view where it's not, oh, let's all make the same song and then go, go out. Um, I like that approach of it. And then, I mean, transferring that, um, one of the activities was focused on what you have in GarageBand that you can immediately plug into an iMovie or into um, clips. So no reason to uh, start recording or or grabbing some copyright music from YouTube or wherever you're getting it. Um, Just focus on making your own. Yeah, nice. I like that. I like that a lot. And then talking about all of that, I, I think right around now we'll wrap that up and listen to what Matt did maybe inspired by space or hot summer weather in Mallorca. What do you think, Matt? I think you stick around to find out. Sounds good. Great. Spanish influences in there. YBN. Yeah, I, um, I mean, if we do have any Spanish listeners, I apologize if I said that completely wrong. But, you know, I'm in Spain. I thought I'd be influenced by Spain and have a little bit of a Spanish jingle. So there we go. But it's Tade Madre. Taking it up nice. every week from acoustics to now in different languages. Pretty soon we're going to have to renegotiate that contract with that. Oh, definitely. I'm actually just thinking it's it's probably good we're having a summer break. So <laughs> because, because my creative juices need uh, refilling. So. Uh, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's let's get into our questions. So um, again, we've um, we've had some questions in from our listeners, and let's let's go over and listen to one now. Hello, my dear crazy friends. It's Jacob from Denmark. As you may know, I'm passionate about architecture and how our learning environments impact how we are together, how we learn, how we teach, 
how we treat each other and interact. So my question for you is, what are your most radical ideas for how we could design better learning spaces for the future? And which kind of other public places, workplaces, natural places could inspire us to design better learning environments? Thanks. Thanks for a great show. Okay, great. So, Jakob, um, thank you for that. A an interesting one there, guys, talking about classroom design. Um, and I like the fact that he's challenged us to talk about radical ideas. Um, Johan, I know that you're, this is something that uh, being from the land of <laughs> IKEA design and everything is is important to you as a Swede. Um, any, any, any instant thoughts you've got, radical designs around classrooms? Yeah, I like to mix up uh, both, what do you say, like the groups that people are normally in and also, of course, where you, uh, where you learn. But I like the walk, literally. So a, a simple thing is like uh, going on a walk together and, and because yeah. that's classic. And also, uh, apparently, from a, you know, I have a PhD in evolutionary ecology. Uh, so I do love that literally in 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 brain, brain science nowadays you say that you need to solve problems in an environment that always change at a constant moving pace so that's what our ancestors used to do so i really love um, just getting out going to walk 1.8 miles per hour apparently it's where you have to walk okay but uh, just discuss um, and and pick a topic just walk around in an area where you like it um, and and discuss i think that's what i'm i'm using right now in in my work and it, apparently it works and apparently it works for a lot of ceos as well back in, in the world mm -hmm. Uh, which I think that's is really interesting, really interesting uh, yeah. from that point yeah, of view. Yeah. But actually, that's we can get. I I think we should actually do a podcast on brain rules and and mindset as well um, later yeah. on, uh, which I think is uh, really interesting. But I, I need to good. say yeah. that it's interesting that Jacob uh, is getting to this question because <clears throat> he works in. Um, a school that really embraces this with uh so if you haven't been to his school in Denmark I would love I I would say go there it's a really cool place and, and visit all the spaces that they got Fab. yeah yeah Martin anything you you'd add into there radical designs being from Scotland I'd say probably something warm is it yeah, I think um, I th you know <laughs> anywhere that's around a fire is is going to be quite good. Um, you know, I think anything that can keep you know being a true Scotsman. I get cold in certain regions, um, which is mostly the north. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I like the idea of you know the, anywhere being a classroom. I don't think that you necessarily need to think of a classroom as being four walls and a board. I like the idea that. You know, progress meetings can take place out having a conversation. Um, you know, uh, the flip learning was supposed to try and do that type of aspect where it was 
making the the crux of the the, the lesson take place at, at home or wherever the, the student was, and then the discussion took place in the classroom. Um, I think an idea of an, an open space where discussion happens free form is is a good idea. I also like the idea that that it's the teachers who move rather than the rather than the students who move. Um, I, I I'm not a huge fan of you know, the bell going and it suddenly be time for every student to pack up and move all of their stuff. You know, I like the idea of a, of a teacher coming to meet the pupils. Apparently, and Martin, in... HR is saying that the, we should move around as well because it's good for our yeah. health. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I like that idea. I like, you know, I mean, granted, I've got some mobility issues, but, you know, I could easily get a little Segway or motorized scooter if that was the case. And, oh, that would and be move. cool. Which I think is, which I think is cool. You know, you, you, it's a carousel of teachers that come and meet you at this learning space. That way, the, the students are not always having to pack their stuff up. They're have their their work is out. They're um they're they're ready to get going. They're not having to waste five or ten minutes coming to the class, sitting down. You know, if if it's somewhere where learning just happens all the time, I'm all for that. That's me done. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're finished. I just yeah. thought they're just thinking of you on a segue going around your school. But uh, yeah. I would love that. Kurt, anything anything you wanna you wanna chuck in there, Kurt? I know you're you're pretty radical when it comes to design anyway, so uh, what, what would you what Yeah, would you I wanna uh, quickly talk about an experience I had um right after ISTE, um which and ISTE, you have to unpack and set it down gently because it was so much. So we, we took some time to quiet it down and um, stumbled upon um, a Piazza Pot Park, um, which is a, an, a parking lot that they turned into this. Um, uh, I don't know if you know, in London, you got Box Park. So they, they put some pots or containers on there. Um, it's yeah. a communal space um, where there's places where you can meet. There's food over there. Hence, being from Belgium, I always try to like get that in there. Um, nice. And and I've sent you guys the link to have a look at it, and and we'll include it in the um, in the show notes. But Piazza Pot Park has something for everyone. Um, going from food needs to be available, I think, um, freely for for kids to to go. I know that I'm still on playground time anytime I am. Anywhere in the world, um, I need my morning fika and my afternoon um, lunch and a four o'clock coffee, and all those things are there. Um, the walking is definitely integrated in it, um, and the fact that you can move in those different areas. Um, I looked a lot at um, different. I mean, campfire, Martin, you mentioned fire, but that bringing yeah. people together, but <laughs> also having like a pot where um, you could go and record your. Um, your podcast so it's just you in there um but maybe if you wanted to do a presentation and have a bigger crowd there's some kind of atrium so um flexible um i'm just waiting for some kind of device if you want to talk radical that i could turn into a small notepad a phone um, um some kind of tablet if it needs to be a television i can extend it and when i'm done i could just fold it up and put it in my uh my my pocket so Ooh, paint pending so what yeah. Do you, yeah what do you think matt so do you know what actually this is a great question for this week i i um 
listened to uh, William Rankin on the Monday, who uh, I know you guys all all know of um, from from talks that you will have all heard him talk about before. And we actually did a session about um, classroom design. Oh, nice! And the one thing that I just wanted to share was classrooms up to now have been designed um, with an element. And we've talked about like the Victorian classroom and all yeah. of this, and and uh, you know I can't do do the talk justice, um, but uh, Mr. Rankin goes into some great discussion around why classrooms are set up in that way. Um, it does involve hell, it does involve religion, um, but but it, it was really really interesting. And the idea is, I'm at the front and you're all looking at me because I'm in control. Yeah. And actually, we don't live in a world that's about that anymore control we talk about creative learning and and where does where does the teacher need to stand and and actually it was the first time I've really thought about the history of why classrooms are set up not just that I don't necessarily agree with the way it's set up but but thinking the history of it it then makes sense to say well let's challenge it because that's I don't need to be the person who has control anymore because um because the world has moved on from yeah. the 15th century, so yeah, and I like the old Sugata. I, I think if it works, if it works for you, like Kurt was saying, then if if it works for you in terms of that ability to move around, find a space, then it works. You know, I don't think it needs to be much more deeper than that. It, you've got to find a way that works for you and and think about the space that you have. Unfortunately, lots of schools are tied up in in the building that was built around the element of control. So yeah, you have yeah. to be really creative to, to change that. So, yeah. Guys, that's um, that's a great one. Now, now um, Jacob's also sent us another question. So let's just quickly check that one out. It's Jacob again. And serious but not, isn't it right that chocolate ice cream is the keynote of ice creams? I mean, you want to have a variety of apps on your iPad, but you don't want to have an iPad without keynote. And you don't want to have a freezer without chocolate ice cream, am I right? Okay, so um, I, I think this may have been inspired by you, Johan. Um, <laughs> yeah, or he answered it. It's, it's a kind of statement. <laughs> it's a statement question. Um, but is chocolate ice cream the keynote of ice creams? I, I well. Johan, what do you think? You're the expert in this in this field. I mean, definitely. I already answered him on Twitter. <laughs> so, literally, if there's no chocolate ice cream, there's no ice cream. Okay. Oh, I disagree. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, no. I no, need no, to no, disagree. No. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, the right the right to argue here, I think, needs to be had, Johan. So. I don't know. I don't know a bit about this topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to be on a on a bike selling ice cream, and coming from a family that that's in the ice oh, cream business, I, I that disagree. explains why I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. Is that isn't that how you met? Was you was Johan not chasing after you? <laughs> I think so. That was him. That was probably him. That was it. <laughs> Uh, this can go, go all the way, but we'll take that off uh, off the air. Uh, that conversation. I I, yes, I think um, vanilla is uh, is your keynote because if you can make a good vanilla, you can tell if a place can have uh, any of the other flavors really well. But that's my natural smell, Kurt. 
<laughs> you what? smell of quinoa. No, I'm oh, sorry, vanilla. Oh. Vanilla. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, ke- ke- wow. Please, Martin. Just when is that fragrance coming out? Finish it up. Finish it up. <laughs> Mark, come on, Martin. 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 I would, yeah. Decent argument. Okay, I would actually have to go with um, banana. (laughs) Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was going to say strawberry. Um, No, I. I think. I think we could go Neapolitan and say that when you put chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry together, you get. Yeah, that is the Swiss sitting on the fence. Play neutral when answer you, you have given there. Exactly. You've just named three flavors. Good math. No, 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 I haven't. I haven't. Listen, listen, listen. What I was saying was, I'm going to pick strawberry. That way, when you put Johan's chocolate, Kurt's vanilla, and my strawberry together, you get Neapolitan. You've got something for everyone. Just embrace it. No, I, I completely disagree. I, I, no. Sorry, I disagree. <laughs> I, no, I think Matt, Matt you, you think can Matt? sprinkle the, uh, the the disco balls or whatever you want to call them. Oh my sprinkles, God! Let's, let's, on let's, let's, you know what? Mark's almost where I'm going. You time up. With. Time up now. <laughs> okay, sorry. You start with the vanilla. You start with the vanilla, like you said, Kurt. You you give give a good vanilla, and then if I want to make it a chocolatey flavor, I add some topping on it. I think you you have a good base that you can add. And isn't to. that what keto so, does? That's what keynote does, and, and it's as if I thought about my drop the dongle, and you you lot just just threw in stuff. Yeah, but can't well, right. can't you can't you also say that by having a mixture? No, you, you can't. Okay, please, no, Matt's please. section of the show, he can decide what it is. Excuse me, totally excuse me, gentlemen. There's my answer. Excuse me, gentlemen. This is a democracy, on this show, and me and Kurt voted for vanilla. But on so. this show, when it comes to you, ice cream, there's one expert and three amateurs. So let's move on. Yeah, Kurt. I know. Thank, thank you. you. The experience. <laughs> oh, okay, guys. Thanks. Thanks. It's always it's always fun to have some of the silly questions as well. Um, but hopefully, the classroom design um, ideas were were a little bit more helpful than our, our vanilla ice cream discussion. Um, if you have questions for us in the future, we will let you know how you can get in touch with us after this. But over to you, Martin. Thanks, Matt. We'll come back with this in a second, where we're going to wrap this show up. See you soon. Welcome back. It's time to wrap up this show because, let's face it, Neapolitan is the best ice cream to have. Guys, that has been, uh, uh, that's been a, a great show, sort of recapping uh, Este and, you know, having a, a, a strong discussion over classrooms of the future, but also which ice cream is the best. What do you think? I still think that my opinion is the expert. No, I was asking about so... the show, not about oh, ice cream. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I focus on what is re- really important. Absolutely. Go on. Go on. Let the ice cream go, <laughs> Johan. Let the ice cream go. I can't really. <laughs> Johan, while you're, um, while you're um, sort of focusing on ice cream, which is every minute of every day for you, why don't you, you take us through how people can get in touch with us on Twitter? Yeah, at ice cream at Sweden Love. <laughs> no, at Anderson underscore edu. You can find me. Excellent. Matt? Uh, at MAT6453. Kurt? I am at M-E-E-S-T-E-R-K-U-R-T. And I'm at MCOOTS81. Before we...
and with his um, listener message, I think is the best way to put it. Kurt, why don't you give us a quick preview of what we're going to be talking about next week? Well, we, we talked about the pop-up classroom this week. Um, next week, I want to dive into a playground and what that looks like um, when that comes to Philadelphia and gets a little bit of that historical theme and how to take the Everyone Can Create curriculum out on the streets. I really look and- forward to that one. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a good one. And Matt, you had mentioned that people were or are able to give you questions. If they want to do that, how can they get in touch with you? So you can uh, use the hashtag questions with Matt, um, but you can also directly leave us a message in the anchor. But be prepared for the summer plague with Matt and also the Christmas album. (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be one ninety nine. No, I'm just kidding. At every Tesco's <laughs> around. We need to. We need to pay for your ice cream addiction, Johan. Uh, oh, that's going to be expensive, mate. <laughs> I know. I know. We need. We need to sell. We need a platinum album worth of uh, jingles. But while you're drooling over ice cream, why don't you give us your listener message? Yeah. So thank you for downloading this podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us. Listeners, comments, and ratings keep us high in the rankings so that new listeners can find us. Be sure to find us at Last Recap on Twitter for more news and podcasts. Excellent. Guys, thank you very much for joining us this week. It has been excellent to hear your voices. It has been a lot of fun to do this episode. Um, and what? Well, I was going to, no, that was, I, I, and that's I really it. don't know. And that's yeah. it. Yes. Okay. Get off then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.